Hingle McCringleberry, Penn State University. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Parker. We have a special guest this week, Alex. And, hey, two Predator movies aren't enough. Four Predator movies aren't apparently enough. Let's watch The Predator. Uh, and that's how I'm going to have to say it throughout this episode, because if I just say Predator, people will confuse it with the 1987 one. Or maybe just me, because I have a tiny, tiny brain. Uh, Alex and Parker, quick thoughts on The Predator? Oh, I want to save these, buddy. Because there's okay, a whole lot that's of them. Fair, yeah. <laughs> Man, I finally actually had to see that Venom trailer for the first time. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. I've somehow <laughs> avoided to this point, and Jesus... We got to see the entire Venom and Aquaman trailers. It's this guy. Guess whose <laughs> night was fucking... I opened the door and heard that 70s music, and I almost punched the wall. So fucking mad. <laughs> Redheads! Yeah, good. Great. It was adorable seeing that little girl dancing in the Walmart to the Halloween theme song, though, wasn't it? It's the first cute thing a kid's ever done. And that's at least the cutest thing I've seen a kid do in a movie this week, so. Jeez, <laughs> oh, we will get to that. Buddy. Um, yeah, I don't like how they portrayed me, but, you know, creative licenses and all. I, you big fan. Of, who do you like more, Piggy or Bald? <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, Alex, tell me what you've watched recently. All right, so I don't have a ton to get through here. Uh, and you'll notice that at least some of these movies are themed. I figured we were going to save Mandy to talk about after we talked about all our other movies, so let's just... Uh, I'm assuming that's the plan? Oh, yeah. Uh, fine by me, yeah, sure. Um, so the first movie I watched this week is a little movie Man. from the 90s called Passenger 57, starring Wesley is Snipes. Is this about 9-11? No, it is not, <laughs> because I said it was from the 90s, and if this movie predicted 9-11, then it would be awesome. I almost said, is it about the first 9-11? <laughs> <laughs> the first 9-11? <laughs> 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 summer hoops. <laughs> Alright, so this movie is about Wesley Snipes, who is an airplane security expert on a flight that gets hijacked. Among the hijackers are a large Native Fuck American me. man named Mr. Forget and Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> it's so good, you guys. There's a running gag in this movie about some old white lady confusing Wesley Snipes with Arsenio Hall and talking about how much she loves his talk show. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good, actually. Um, the really one-liners good. in this movie are incredible. Basically, the their their plane gets forced to land in, like, bumfuck Louisiana, and, like, the country yokel sheriff arrests Wesley Snipes after he gets off the plane. And it's not as overtly racist as you'd think it would be, but the subtext is there. 
And the, the the country uncle sheriff is interrogating him as like Wesley Snipes is like, no guys, you don't understand. This plane's been hijacked. I'm trying to help you. And he's like, well, if, if you were in my situation, what would you do? And Wesley Snipes stares into the camera and says, I'd fucking kill myself. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's on the phone with the, with the hijackers and asks the, hi- the lead hijacker if he's ever played roulette. And the guy's like, no, why? And he's like, let me tell you something. <laughs> always bet on black and then hangs up the phone it's real good that's good stuff it's i this movie is at least a four and a half out of five stars and also it's like 84 minutes long so can you please tell me does the sheriff talk like ed orgeron a little bit yeah except for like the one scene where his accent just breaks for no reason which i think they just left in Starts talking a New York accent like Darren Aronofsky. So then I watched <laughs> another Wesley Snipes movie called Money Train, which oh, which co-stars oh, Woody Harrelson, and basically it's about Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson are these transit cops who are like foster brothers, and there is a train full of money that goes through the New York City subways, because that's a thing. And basically the entire movie is them like being like, hey, wouldn't it be really funny if we robbed this money train? Hey, wouldn't it be really funny if we robbed this money train? And then like 95 minutes into the movie, they get fired. So they rob the money train. <laughs> and it sounds so much better than it actually is. Like this movie should have been good. <laughs> it's like, it's like barely watchable. It's Schrodinger's money train. <laughs> the, the, the best thing about this movie is that they say the words money train at least 70 times. <laughs> including one scene early on uh, basically the the, move, the cold open of this movie is the money train's going through the subway while Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson are chasing this like uh, this like small time robber like through the subway stations and so they're like guys guys shut down all the trains we're chasing this guy and then their boss is like keep the money train moving nothing stops the money train <laughs> <laughs> is it like the bulldozer? <laughs> kind of <laughs> <laughs> I and on that theme I almost ended up watching Drop Zone again which you, if you haven't oh, seen Drop man. Zone aka the Wesley Snipes Gary Busey parachute stunt movie it's so good I would good. be so mad if you assigned that to me oh I'd be so irritated <laughs> oh that would not be do it. so rough the one other thing I watched um, as I promised uh, Chris I I watched you know the movie that came out this year where everything is recorded on webcams uh chris what's that movie called again uh searching e-demon you're right so i watched a movie (laughs) called e-demon which is about a demon that lives in a mystic trunk from like the the salem witch trials and these friends a side plot from like a fairly odd parents or something (laughs) so basically these friends open a trunk that's or rather these friends are on a skype called drinking and one of them trying to show off opens like his his grandma's family heirloom trunk after she gives this whole spiel about like you can't open the cursed trunk no matter what you do it's gonna release a demon he's like yeah whatever so he releases a demon and the demon is capable of possessing multiple people at once so you can't trust anybody in this movie um, you see everything that happens because it's on like a Skype call where it has their little windows at the bottom. Now, I'm not saying this movie was good or even okay. And like, there's probably something a lot better that could have been done with this concept. <laughs> but also at one point in this movie, uh, the, the guy who opened the trunks, little sister, becomes the demon mother who has to birth a demon. And to do that, she has to have <laughs> sex with somebody. And the climax of this movie is the girl's mom holding down the girl's dad so the kid can bang her. 
and oh. then a demon baby comes out and kills everyone. Oh, and that took a turn. <laughs> also, the whole movie is like the like the conceit of the movie is like it, these renegade demon hunters on the internet like found this footage and they're trying to show you to prevent the demon from getting out. <laughs> so at the beginning and the end, there's like a dude uh, a dude who's like pixeled out wearing a mask who's like explaining to you about like the. The, the viral demon of the internet. It's real guys. <laughs> I am 900% sure this was a subplot in Danny Phantom or something. <laughs> I'm almost certain it was. <laughs> this movie was real fucking stupid. Alright, you guys can go. <laughs> uh, Parker, please go ahead. Alright. You know, I watched some things. I finally watched In Bruges for the first time, and that was yes. a wonderful experience. Whoa, hey. Side note, I never watch it, because as you might remember, way back in the day, Alex, our good friend Mr. Amati used to recommend movies to us. <laughs> yes, he did. He After he tricked me into s- watching 45 minutes of Domino, I never took the suggestions <laughs> ever again, so I've just never seen in person until now. I watched a bunch of garbage, but there was something eating away at me, and I wanted to continue last week's theme of vampires, and wouldn't you know it? If you just pop on Netflix, you can watch both Interview with a Vampire and Queen of the Damned. Oh, yes. You guys, let me talk to you about Queen of the Damned. Are you too familiar with this wonderful movie? I most certainly am. I had to watch it when I was in college because my goth girlfriend made it. Now, what do you remember about the band from that movie, my friend Chris? (laughs) I, I remember I was trying desperately to keep my eyes on the screen oh. and it was not easy let me jog your memory so reincarnated vamp- vampire queen and vampire turned rock star lestat joined forces to take over the world sounds good right it does of course no <laughs> so here's the thing the vampire lestat who's been alive for centuries has just been asleep for about a hundred years and he wakes up to the sound of grinding new metal and decides fuck yeah dude and he joins their band. Now, here's the thing with their band. The singer is Jonathan Davis of Korn. So every time he is singing, it's Jonathan Davis's voice singing. And it happens about five times in this movie. <laughs> it's incredible. So is the bassist Leonard Davis? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, and on drums, the guy that made Garfield. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> There's a scene where MTV News has to do a segment on him. It's just played deadly serious. As this woman looks at the camera and goes, Ah, uh, the vampire-fronted rock band's new CD is coming out. Just no sarcasm whatsoever. The entire world knows that he's a vampire, and he leads this new metal band. It could just as well be Rob Zombie It could But let me back you up here Because you see Our friend Jonathan Davis of Korn Hired five singers from other bands So they could do vocal works on his songs Including Wayne Static of Static X The guy from Disturbed Chester Bennington of Linkin Park And Marilyn Manson It's really good (laughs) (laughs) There's a scene where his new metal Wakes up the vampire queen played by Aaliyah. Rest in peace. I really was hoping I'd never have to think about this movie. Oh, buddy. You're just bringing all this back You're going to keep thinking about it. Because there's a human female character who is quite good. And she wants to know what it's like to be a vampire, you guys. What's it like just to live forever? 
So he shows her what's it, what it's like to feed by taking her to a park as he takes his innocent woman's life. And then it cuts to black. And then it cuts to a new scene. And he, oh, wow! <laughs> it's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. It is some of the worst accents I've ever heard. And after watching both back to back, anyone who says any of this is any worse than Twilight is a lying heathen. They are both garbage. <laughs> they are trash movies. Interview with the Vampire. Interview with the Vampire is fucking horrible, dude. It's horrendous. I don't know it's what voice so bad. Tom Cruise is doing. But he Thank you. Everything, everything Tom Cruise does in the first 35 minutes of that movie is gold. And then he, like, sort of dies and the rest of the movie happens. And it's like, oh. He talks like John Travolta in Battlefield Earth for, like, an hour of that movie. It's, he really does, yeah. It's so good that the plot of that movie is him trying to entrap Brad Pitt with a vampire child. <laughs> I spent the rest of the night just talking like Antonio Banderas. evil. <laughs> <laughs> Great cut. I, we seriously got into a fight by the girl I was dating at that time because I said the interview of, with a vampire was a waste of time, and then I think as punishment she forced me to watch Queen of the Damned. <laughs> That's a keeper. I guess you learned your lesson. <laughs> Evidently she wasn't. But, but if Tom Cruise like it. fucking ripped off a rat's head and ringed out his blood in a jar, I'd drink it. Do whatever you <laughs> told me to do. Also, it was funny going, oh yeah, Christian Slater's in this movie. Yup. Oh yeah. <laughs> the 90s were fun. I miss them so much. Yeah, strong recommend to watch Queen of the Dam to watch this lafy, pale, thin dude wearing a shirtless duster singing with Jonathan Davis's voice coming out. <laughs> it's funny literally every time it happens, and it happens at least four times. Like, this plot is literally him waking up and hearing what sounds like P.O.D. and being like, shit, I guess I'm going to walk amongst the living again. I've been sleeping for a hundred years, but looks like humanity figured it out. It's finally time for me to be the youth of the nation. <laughs> I'm just saying it's only a hundred minutes. It's on Netflix. You should, you should treat yourself. And, uh, treats. That's about it. Nothing else really worth diving into besides the obvious that we're all going to get into. Okay, so let's talk about rape movies. All right! All right I watched, yeah, I watched Last Tango in Paris. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> why, though? Yeah. I mean, I know why, but why, though? <laughs> 15 top lists. I mean, you can push those off. You don't have to do them. That's, that, that's, like, hitting, that's like hitting the four corners bonus on a slot machine. Sometimes you just gotta it's, go for it. You gotta go for it. Um, this might actually be my favorite performance from Marlon Brando, because I'm, I'm definitely not a Marlon Brando guy. Like, I've seen The Godfather. I'm just still not even... So have I, and that's why I'm not into Marlon Brando. Yeah, it's... I, this one, I'm not quite sure whether he's acting. I think he's just saying things, and uh, it turns out he's actually kind of a funny guy when he's just being himself. Uh, you know, everyone talks about the butter scene in this movie, and he says, That's "Get the butter, my oh no, oh no, don't do this, oh no." And it happens. And they never mention it again, and it was very obviously not consensual and not good at all. And then things get progressively weirder throughout the movie, and I'm not sure why people call this a good romance. I'm not sure what qualifies as a good romance. I don't know. I liked uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I think that's a pretty decent romance. Lee is a pretty good one, too. This one this one leaves me, like, high and dry. This one wasn't enjoyable in the slightest. Also, my subtitles didn't work, but I speak uh, French, so I was able to understand what they were oh saying anyway. Well, I can cannot say. recommend this movie to anyone. You can say... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's look. 
I, I, I can't do for much. <laughs> the fact that it's never brought up again that should dominate every scene did you hear that dude I, fucking I mean, with yeah, butter sure. that's weird uh, Oh, actually there's a more fucked up scene later on in the movie oh, yeah, but at least uh, Marlon Brando's uh, funny in it well that actually accounts for the only good things I have to say about the movie Everything it's kind of like the day of the clown of, cried uh, well at least there's a clown in it oh. That's that's gonna be our <laughs> ultimate episode. That's the holy grail. When that finally gets released, we're absolutely doing an episode on that. Get the butter, honk honk. <laughs> Great movie. Real neat. Reading that Wikipedia that article. It's one of my all-time favorites. So my last words on Last Tango in Paris is uh, it's always been controversial ever since it was released. Some people call it you know a masterful work of art. Uh, Pauline Kael's movie review was more well regarded than the movie itself, and other people thought it was you know it was horrible. It should be banned. And et cetera, et cetera. I'm with the latter people. I guess I'm just one of those old, uh, you know, old conservatives who just doesn't want movies like this shown. That you know what? That's right. I, I don't want movies like this shown. You shouldn't be able to see something like this. This is fucking. It's it's disgusting. I'm not saying it's like pornography disguises art. It's just it's just really bad. I, I don't want to see stuff like this. So don't watch Last Tango in Paris. Done. Then I watched Godzilla versus Hedora. <laughs> <laughs> Which one would you rather rewatch? I would much rather watch uh, Godzilla vs. Hedorah, and I think I might need to, because I don't remember which one Hedorah is. Uh, so, uh, Smog Monster? Oh, yeah, that's Oh, right. the one okay, from Lost. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, have you guys ever seen Captain Planet? Don't answer that. Have you guys ever seen The Toxic Adventure? Don't answer that either. Have you guys seen Godzilla vs. Hedorah? It's kind of like that. Uh, Godzilla triumphs over pollution. Take that. If only they had a predator come by to tell them how to stop global warming. <laughs> I have a suit. Then, okay, then I watched the actual best movie that I watched this week, um, Fiddler on the Roof. I I actually love this movie. What? Why aren't we playing bingo? It's, okay, yeah, well, so. Uh, <laughs> Fiddler on the Roof is actually really, really good. It's a perfect 10 out of 10 for me. It's All the songs are really good. But here, that's the thing, is everyone already knows that's good, so there's not much interesting to say, except for this. Uh, did cartoons in the early 90s really like Fiddler on the Roof? Because I think about it, it was referenced a lot in uh, Animaniacs, it was referenced a lot in King of the Hill, and it was referenced a hell of a lot in The Critic. What was up with early, cartoon, with early 90s cartoon writers and Fiddler on the Roof? Chris, can I ask you something? Uh-oh. Uh oh, I might have to cut this. What is it? <laughs> Did you watch this because of me talking about it in my Gator review last week? <laughs> oh, actually, no. It just it happened to be it happened the, organically. The <laughs> <laughs> it's a three-hour musical from the seventies. Why wouldn't I watch this? I mean, all right, fair. That's why I had Sounds to ask. Sounds like my actual nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I, I love watched... it and have seen it multiple times. <laughs> three Come hours, on. huh? Okay. Let's see if there's enough of this pool. Yeah, there. We all know there is. So then I watched Godzilla on Monster Island, aka Godzilla versus Gigan, and I don't remember which one Gigan is. Is he? Um, one with the big old hook arms. Uh, oh, how I dare you! Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, and he's got the flaming face. T-shirt and the soul patch. <laughs> no, he's the, he's the Power Rangers. <laughs> Took me a second. I'm proud of you. I, I barely remember Godzilla vs. Gigan, so I'm definitely deep in the weeds on Godzilla movies right now. He goes to Monster Island, he just dumps a trash can full of nachos on him. <laughs> <laughs> Flavor Island. Yeah. 
<laughs> so then I watched Gotti. There's not much to say about that. I think I there is. I watched a Japanese... I bet there is. <laughs> okay, here's, here's what I have to say about Gotti. First of all, it's nowhere near as bad as people have been saying. And when I say that, it's got like a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is unheard of. And I've always been in, like against this where I don't look at the number, look at the actual reviews for it. Uh, <laughs> I have to start with how the movie starts. The movie starts with John Travolta, yes, he's still alive, dressed up as John Gotti, goes right up to the camera, you know, face to face, breaking the fourth wall, saying, Yo, this is New York, the best fucking city in the world. And then the movie starts. And <laughs> so awesome. And John Travolta is like that throughout the entire movie. Now, people have been... I think people have been kind of down on the movie because of Travolta's performance, but I actually looked up John Gotti and listened to him and uh, looked at a picture of him. Uh, John Travolta was perfect casting. He's literally he sounds, a giant pepperoni. That just sounds is, like NYC Leo yeah. voice. He is fantastic for the role. This is perhaps the most realistic John Travolta portrayal I've ever seen. And the makeup is actually good. Like, could win awards good. Like, he looks so, so good as Scotty. Like, at at all different ages in there. So they do an excellent job with that. And I've always found the subject matter uh, pretty fascinating. My dad kind of knew a little bit about the stuff too so it's stuff that we've talked about in the past too so that's it's vaguely interesting but uh it, it is poorly structured and that's perhaps the worst part about it someone very clearly saw goodfellas and it's like i can do that except worse <laughs> by someone made a movie out of it do you mean e from entourage <laughs> uh close i actually mean john Gotti jr this He's movie so cool. was not written this movie was not written by john Gotti jr but it might as well have been because it is far too sympathetic to a very evil man <laughs> and they just said oh these he was so uh complex and he only wanted what was right for his family he was a fucking killer and he was an awful person he and he made new york everyone down with him in the yeah, world of fail a... sons that we live in today, Gotti has to exist. <laughs> Dumb, <laughs> fat idiot son. <laughs> was it as much of a failure as his fucking father? Uh, anyway, I gotta talk about the ending of this movie. Overall, it's like, it's not a complete disaster of a movie. It's definitely bad, and it's one of the worst I've seen all year. But it's nowhere near as bad as, like, Ready Player One, where it's just a pain to sit through. This is just like, oh, what am I looking at? Oh, it's like, you're, like, taking notes. and like, oh, they could have done this, or if they had edited like this, it would have been better. The movie ends with, uh, it, it goes back to the opening shot of uh, John Travolta as John Gotti on that bridge. It just says, you'll never see another person like me. They just walks off screen to hear a Pitbull song play over the <laughs> What do you think John Gotti's character would be in the Oasis? <laughs> would it just be Tony Soprano be honest no it would, it would be Donald Trump that's a Shea Goku Tony Soprano <laughs> <laughs> but legitimately that, that ending that ending made me laugh hysterically at work because it's just it's like you'll never see another person like me they just play that Pitbull song it was like like that fucking rad Sammy the Bull <laughs> fucking owns that it's a period piece but Pitbull plays like five times <laughs> it's so cool it is an incredible dumb movie. Uh, two more and then I'll get to Mandy. I watched a, you know, Chris has been watching a lot of Godzilla movies and all these 1970s modern movies. Why modern. isn't he back on his bullshit? Uh-oh. I watched Uh-oh. Oh, no, you're fine. black and white Uh-oh. 1930s Japanese Oops. I'm a count it. Silent movie called I'm a count it as talking I, about racists. <laughs> he, no, you look, can't he didn't that. bite when you kept talking about Wesley Snipes, and I'm proud of him. <laughs> I'm, look, 
hand over my heart. <laughs> it says, right. it's called I Was Born, but... All right. Hold on. We're counting yeah. it. Let me send you, you another one. You don't get to count that. <laughs> I you don't get to count I that. I couldn't trick you into talking about NASCAR. It didn't come up naturally. <laughs> <laughs> you have... No, you don't get to... Come on. That's bullshit. I, I challenge this. Alex, you're ruling. I'm going to allow think it. He's gonna rule? <laughs> you think he's going to be like, no, guys, let's, let's not have any cranks here? I heard him typing, and I was just like, oh, he's already superseded. <laughs> it's <there."> already happened. <laughs> Fine, I'll put an oops in there. You're, later. you're already uh, winning the game of games. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you're doing fine. Good. For now. All right, shut up. Uh, so I watched this silent movie, and uh, it sucks. <laughs> And I, I don't know why people think it's good. It, it's actually really bad. Uh, is that just every actual... silent movie? Because I agree. What kind of movie? Is that just your review of every silent movie? Because I'm happy you're finally oh, coming Oh, that's a me. movie genre. Oops. That, that is a movie genre. I am going to allow yeah. that as well. That's fair. Thank you. Alright. Let's go ahead and uh, send you the new one. You want to be vague with this shit? I can do the same thing. <laughs> and, uh... Oh, boy. He <laughs> just said any race. I, mean, I thought when he was talking about Wesley Snipes movies, he were trapped. Now, now uh, Alex, would you say anyone? Oh, no. I'll leave that up to I, interpretation, buddy. We're playing okay, fast and loose fine. with the rules this week. Okay. Alright. Uh, I watched a movie called The Oxbow Incident. Um, what the I, sure. It's it's a 1940s western with Henry Fonda. It's actually really good, and I think everyone should watch it these days. I think people have forgotten a very powerful message there. So let's talk about Mandy with Nicolas Cage. Who wants to go for Parker, you like horror movies, right? Sort of. I do. Not really. I'm a fan, well, okay. one might say. Okay. How about you take me through the world of Mandy? Mandy is incredibly boring for about an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> And then it just turns into a beautiful nightmare that I want to watch over and over again. I rented it through Amazon, and you get like a two days to watch it. So after I got home yesterday, I just watched the second half again. And boy, that second half is just fucking wonderful. Alex, tell me more about how boring the first half of the movie is. It's, I mean, to put you in the world of this movie for a little bit, there's a cult, and Nicolas Cage and his wife, and everybody talks real slow. And then everybody takes a bunch of drugs, and they talk even slower. So you can basically... You could have shot the first hour 15 of this movie in about 10 minutes. But instead, let's just drag it out and slow down everyone's voice. And see some man's penis. That scene with her talking to the cult leader Hanging Dong was at least 45 minutes, right? Because it sure felt like it. It went so long. It's like, all right, we got it. She's really high the, and she's laughing. Like for the first no. hour, I just kept thinking, "Oh, that's why they hate Neon Demon." Okay, I don't need to watch that. Yeah. I got it. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. I was actually going to mention that this is very much like Neon Demon for the first hour. It's very stylized, and the style's cool, but nothing's happening. Yeah, the movie has a very distinct personality, but it's not really doing a whole lot with that uh, personality. Like, you can talk all you want about setup and everything, but just, like, just the scene where they're sleeping together underneath, like, that when it's so well lit and the colors and everything, it's so well shot. It's like, that's all I need to see between them to know, hey, they really like each other. Nicolas Cage would be really bummed out if she was burned alive. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't need anything else here, you know? But I... 
there are a lot of things that I did like. And again, that last half hour, or that last hour, especially the last half hour, that last hour is so good. I like seeing Bill Duke again. I like seeing Nicolas Cage's freak out, which lets me know this is the good part of the movie beginning here. Uh, I, I mean, that's a good freak out. The, the, the head snap to the smile at the screen to the run of coke. I mean, that yeah, is a sequence right there. And that was my favorite part of the movie. L- lest we forget uh, that there is a fight between two men who both have chainsaws. He kills oh, like one of the chainsaws and like, in this movie. <laughs> it's so cool. One of the chainsaws is like one of those like uh, stage hooks they used to pull people off a of vaudeville stage or something. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this movie he is forges that fucking very... scythe axe from like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You know, in your heart, he took that home with him, and that's half the reason he agreed to do the movie. <laughs> the other half was for all that coke. <laughs> There's probably just drywall in there anyway. Like, this movie is very artsy and very slow, but I'll be goddamn if it does not call it shot and go, okay, we're doing this, and then earn it in the second half. The other part Jesus. about it is that this was very much the intention of the movie. He was trying to do all this on purpose. Yeah. And the opening line, you know, like, where it's like... Uh, what was it? Was it when I die, bury me deep, lay two speakers at my feet, put some headphones on my head, and rock and roll me when I'm dead? I was smiling so wide when I saw. It. I was like, "Oh, I am in for something." And uh, it's it's like when you're listening to like one of those dad rock songs that just begins with like a spacey like keyboard thing. You're like, when does the guitar kick in, please? <laughs> and the guitar kicks in when uh, Nick Cage tries to drown himself in alcohol. So I, I definitely knew this movie was going to have a payoff the whole time through. You could tell because this was like building action and you at least sort of trust the movie to build to something. Had this movie not had any sort of payoff, this would have been like a bottom five all-timer for me. But uh, obviously you're getting something out of this, unlike the Neon Demon. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I, so I loved what I got and I'm still not sure it was worth the payoff. And that says a whole lot about the first two-thirds of this movie as far as I'm concerned. Like, I should have been like, alright, now we're getting to the good part. And I felt that way for like two minutes, and then even the good part felt slow, and I was like... And I'm aware that this is probably just my millennial ADHD brain talking, where I was just like, come on, come on, get on with it. Because like, this very clearly was going for that, it was a design choice, and I would go as far as to say the design choice worked, it's just I'm not sure how for me the design choice was. But man, there are like four or five shots at the end of that movie that are good as hell. I feel like see, if I'd been I, able I to see it in the movies. theater, I would have liked it a lot more. But I think when I'm that's at definitely home, true. I think you should give it a choice if you got uh, a possibility to do it. I I need the money. <laughs> I got okay, I'm sorry. got big yeah, plans it's, it's in fair, two weeks, fair. buddy. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say this about the movie and how much I like it. I think um, I, I don't know. I saw it with a group of friends, and we were all really into it. So the theater experience kind of helped. Uh, we also had a, a good theater where people saw the Nick Cage faces and they were laughing really hard in, in a good way. So, uh, you know, and, and everyone seemed to sort of buy into it. So, honestly, this might be a top three Cage movie for me. And I know that sounds kind of crazy, but it is it is up there with Con Air and Face Off for me. I, I had so much fun with this, and I think this is a very welcome return for Nick Cage. This is the sort of vehicle I want for him, where it's part of it is just he's very, very believable. The other part is crazy evil well, the Chris is I have to be in a mood to rewatch Mandy there is no mood where I don't want to watch The Rock or Gone in 60 Seconds exactly. or Snake Eyes if any of those are on if I'm flipping through and National Treasure 2 is halfway over I'm leaving it on there 
Yeah. Again, for the second half of this movie, I don't think I need to be in any sort of mood to rewatch the second half of this movie. The second half of this movie is so worth rewatching. Now, two more things about this here. Uh, all my problems in this movie can kind of be tied into the Cheddar Goblin commercial. Now, uh, I think we all remember what it was, is that Idiot, which I think was just made for the movie. I'm assuming so. <laughs> I'd like to. I'd like to think that it was. Um, it happens, and people are like, "Oh, that's funny. It's cheesy and stuff." Two things about it. one: it doesn't really have a place in the movie, and the other thing here, and this is pretty important, it goes on for way too long. Like every other scene at the beginning of the movie, it's like I don't need to see all thirty seconds of that commercial. There, there are a couple key points. They could have cut that commercial down to like 10 seconds, if that, and it still would have been as funny. And that's what I'm reading about this movie, is that I, I'm reading, I, I think this is legitimate, that there is an alternate cut of this movie that's a lot shorter and a lot tighter. Uh-oh. And I think that movie would be fantastic. I think it'd be Oscar-worthy. If you could cut this down from, what is it, two hours oh, yeah. into like 90 minutes, I think there is a good half hour of the first half of this that you could just cut down and make the entire movie the climax. And it would be totally worth it. I don't need to see a lot of, like, keep even the animated sequences, those are fine, but this is going to sound bad because the other Alex, uh, girl Alex, she was right when she said there's a lot of fridging going on in this movie. I could do with even less Mandy and Mandy. <laughs> like, she doesn't yeah. do that much. The laughing scene, yes, absolutely keep that in. And there's a lot of stuff with the cold. It's like, yeah, I can see why we keep that in. But there, there's even like a couple characters. I don't even know why they're in here except to get killed off at some point. There's a lot where this just just make it shorter, make it tighter, make it like it, it doesn't have to be so loose and like I don't need to see every single breath that a character takes. Look, and uh, the guy just doesn't, uh, the director just doesn't cut away. If I, I love this movie and I would recommend it, but if there's a 90 minute cut on that Blu ray, I'm pre ordering it as soon as we're done. Because I can I, yeah, watch I 90 minutes. There's gonna be another cut. That would that'd be fine by me. Like, I get it, not, I don't bemoan anyone who loves that stuff, but. As someone who is constantly fidgeting and is right now just refreshing Twitter, even though he's not even reading it because his hands have to be busy, that first hour is rough. I'm just saying this. I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I'm pretty sure I, and this is someone who who knows like the bare minimum about film editing, I'm pretty sure I could make a 30-minute cut that would be like a little bit more digestible than the one that we got. I'm pretty sure there is stuff that I could just be like, okay, just cut now, and it's, it's such a better movie. But you know, also, I'm, I'm pretty on sure there are other people who could do it professionally. Episode 16 of Twin Peaks, where Cooper finally <laughs> returns. <laughs> oh 16 hours in. So you know what? This movie was really easy. <laughs> That's fine that Twin Peaks The Return is one of the greatest things to tell them for a lot of people. I'm glad they loved it. I'm happy for them. One episode left. Almost <laughs> he, there. We just counted out. Yeah. God, it, I, hey, you know what? I'm happy for them. I'm happy this means a lot to a lot of people. Uh, Alex, people. Alex, any other words on uh, Mandy before we talk about our future? I, I did want to ask you in the middle of that. Have you seen Raising Arizona? Uh, yeah, I have. Okay. It was a lot a while ago. I have to. Re-watch. Yeah, you owe that a rewatch. Like just with what with what you said about how you felt about Cage in this movie, like you should really revisit Raising Arizona. I probably should. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I I need to see Vampire's Kiss and stuff. So. Uh, anyway, hey, we don't have an episode talk- next week, do we? Who wants to watch Vampire's Kiss? Ooh. Well. Uh oh. No, not. Oh, really. we could also watch. <laughs> we could also watch Barbed Wire. I have been thinking about that for a while. I don't know why. I. We don't know I why. think I know why. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the Predator. Wait, I thought I had a lead-in for this. Uh, hey, you guys know when you really want a movie to be good, and then you see it? I saw and The Predator. it is good? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> no, I'm gonna do this. So, we talked about the Mandy. The Mandy? I was doing it like the Meg. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I keep getting them confused because they're both girls' names that begin with M. Let's try this again. Um... <laughs> Oops. Okay, can I just... Let's talk about it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm I don't kidding. know why. He said the word! You can, uh, man. Yeah, he said the word, girls. I mean, it wasn't about the HBO show like I was hoping. But I was going to talk about girls. <laughs> 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 oh, there you go. Alright, that's an oops. It sure is. Okay. Thank you for that layup, by the way. Like, he wasn't going to talk about 3D women. <laughs> <laughs> he did it to himself. <laughs> oh, shut up. Okay. So, we talked about how <laughs> Mandy starts far too slow for us. Uh, it, some people might be into that, but us, we're just not. This movie almost begins a little too fast. Like, I, I watched uh, The Predator right after Mandy, and it just immediately starts with two ships chasing each other and shooting at each other, and one of them crashes into Earth and kills all these other people. I'm like, okay, okay, give me a second. What am I watching? So, still haven't got my So, to be clear with this movie, like, John Williams could and should sue them for the opening scene of this movie, right? <laughs> that is just the Imperial March. Like, <laughs> that is literally <laughs> what that was. John Williams is on his deathbed. They could get away with it. I that. think that's probably uh, why they did it. They just fucking ripped off. Yeah. The, like, like, you can tell that Shane Black really loves a lot of, like, big, pulpy, popular movies because of the way they're, like, referenced in this. And that was way too on the nose. Mr. Williams, yeah, it, the Predator, get out of my room. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it... This Predator ship. We're looking at the Predator, and immediately, I can't believe this, but this is actually something the movie did well, almost unintentionally. I immediately kind of sympathized with the Predator that was clearly trying to get away. I was like, I wonder what's his, what his deal is. I wonder why he's the victim all of a sudden. You don't usually see that. I wonder what's going on here. Crash lands on Earth, and uh, he immediately starts killing people, because I think that's just his nature, I guess. No, and, but he, he wants to help uh, he them stopped by, by murdering Mac them. Kinda. Yeah, it's. I think that's what Peta does. Uh, Anyway, um, he uh, gets captured. He's sent to a little uh, space monitoring center, whatever. And McKenna, our hero, swallows the ball that can turn you invisible, and it never turns him invisible while it's inside of him. Maybe it just turns his stomach invisible. I don't. I I did not see his Um, stomach, so that's possible. That's yeah. Oh, that's hey. That's why. All right. Let me just. uh, Tap the brakes right there. Okay. I had fun with this movie more than I thought I probably should have. But if you think about the plot for literally a second, it's not a single yeah. bit of it makes sense. Yeah. Hey, remember oh, that yeah, time he has a thing that can turn him invisible, but just goes into custody? Because this guy does. Like, <sighs> yeah, okay, but just seriously, get no. on a fucking train or something. I have to admit, so I actually did have a lot of fun with this movie. And then I get home, I was looking at other reviews, and people said, oh, it's so stupid this is a stupid movie I was like what was dumb about it then i thought about the plot i like said the plot out loud to myself and i was like 
Oh, so that he, was really dumb. I didn't even think about the plot while I was watching. He mailed the space helmet to his P.O. box. Got it. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Oh, speaking of... Uh, like, I made the decision like 10 minutes in, like, oh, this is just a really shitty, schlocky, trashy, direct-to-DVD movie, but they accidentally gave it, like, $60 million. Someone... Dotted some T's and crossed some I's, and they ended up with this. So the, I think the, the big problem is like it's super schlocky, but not schlocky enough to be a schlocky movie. Like they try to explain way yeah. too much. It's like you either double down on just pay no mind to the plot, or you explain the whole thing. And they kind of try to split the difference. And I feel that way about a lot of choices they made in that movie, most of which we'll get to. Especially I like I feel like with the entire third act, it's like. Oh, I wonder how much of this movie was supposed to look anything like this. Because that... We'll get there, but, like, starting yeah. at a very specific point, there is no way that's how Shane Black wanted this movie to end. Right. There, there, there are a couple moments in the movie where I have a feeling if I go back and rewatch, I'll be laughing really hard. As soon as he says, yeah, climate change. It's like, oh, yeah, that's... that's I laughed really hard at that. It was one of the three <laughs> hardest laughs the movie gave me. I, I think I was just devouring wings at that point. I was just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Well, the, the reason that that scene was so funny, <laughs> like, not, not to go out of order here, but the reason that scene was so funny to me is because it immediately followed the scene where they're like, don't say retarded, his kid's retarded. And it's like, <laughs> like at, th- at that point, at that point, I had, like, mentally, like, committed myself. I'm like, oh, this movie is just for, like, dads. Like, like this is yeah. just, like, like a, a white male older person movie. And then the very next uh, scene is, well, you see the aliens are coming because climate change. And I was like, what? Like, I, I, made, I made a conscious note sitting in the theater of, oh, I get it, this is who this movie's for now. And then the very next scene is the opposite of that. They have a character played by Thomas Jane whose character is, he has Tourette's. God, what that, it's, fucking year is it? I, I, like, I'm not gonna say yeah, I was me, super Alex. bothered by it, but I was, like, way more bothered than I expected to be. Even okay, I, now, who have me... many jokes edited out every week, is like, come on, guys. Just, okay, now we, let, let me let me do this. Okay, so you mentioned the space helmet that he mails to a PO box, <laughs> Parker. Who picks up the space helmet? <laughs> they drop it off to Young Sheldon's house. Oh, God. <laughs> this fucking kid. Well, God. To be oh, fair, to be fair to Young Sheldon here, the best two characters in this movie, aka the bullies. <laughs> All of their interactions with him are incredible. They pull okay. the fire alarm scene in the corner. They pull the fire alarm. Your <laughs> they call him Asperger and threaten to beat him up and go, nah, he's fine. He's already taken care of. And then they knock all the chess pieces off every chessboard in the room. They are uh, the coolest. We actually have to talk a lot about this. Can we, yeah, can we, we call them Crab and Goyle I, for the rest I of this podcast? One note, but a lot of things kind of held on to this. First of all, uh, Parker, what's the name of this movie again? The Predator. Uh, yeah, okay. I had to and, check Parker's uh, word Alex, when you asked him that. Uh, what was the first Predator movie about? Um, it was about a Predator. Yeah, uh, did it have uh, Asperger bullying in it? Was that like a central theme? <laughs> no, but if they dropped a 12-year-old oh, kid with Arnold's team... <laughs> a science fiction, horror, comedy, thriller, whatever, do you expect... A, a moral message about, hey, don't bully the kid with Asperger. So... It's the next step in evolution, Christopher. I... I the, the one... <laughs> okay, so here's... I, I avoided... Here's my biggest problem with the movie is that 
I know a couple people with Asperger's. Yeah, you're talking and to them. by portraying <laughs> them in this movie as, like, yes, the not only the next step in evolution, but super geniuses who should be hired by the government to study aliens, that's actually kind of insulting. That's setting them up to fail. And you're giving them this high pencil, like, look, you're actually geniuses the whole way through. It's like, no. No, you can't just do that with these people. You freak out and scream if you hear a fire alarm, but you read Penny Arcade and can decode alien languages. <laughs> cool. <laughs> as soon as that scene, I was like, okay, so. And this you want to like put that movie. in the same movie with the where we're clearly supposed to be laughing at the Tourette's guy the whole time. Like he is the punk. Yeah. I saw. I was so excited when I saw Thomas Jane, and then he talked. I was like, oh no! Like bully Thomas some people with mental illness, again. but not all of them. Like, he what? Was, he finally got to be in a big movie again. And he's like, alright, to make funny noises, weirdo. Uh, <laughs> oh, buddy, you deserve better. Yeah. Now, uh, so I was going along and I was like, I didn't know the cast of this movie until I walked in. And they don't give you, like, the pre-things starring the whatever. The only person I knew from this movie, because I saw it from the trailer, was Key from Key and Peele. And, uh, and he tells that awful joke in the trailer. Hey, if your mom's vagina was a video game, it'd be rated E for everyone. Which, um... Uh... Yeah. uh you guys didn't laugh at I it, just uh, I just wrote it off as callbacks to the pussy joke guy. Like... Yeah, which, I mean, you I, know, it's, um, yeah, I, I, it wasn't one. it wasn't funny, wasn't but I understand that you're trying to be like, hey, remember that old movie that our director was in yeah. telling pussy jokes in? Hey, but he the rule of threes, baby. Big pussy. Rule of threes. <laughs> <laughs> Should have had uh, Key Big Pussy on that train, you're right. Now, I actually do want to talk about, now, I actually do want to talk about the comedy in this movie. There's um, a lot of it. I Now, here's the thing. I actually liked a lot of the comedy. Very clearly, there were some jokes that did not work. but And maybe this is because I'm grading on a curve because I've seen so many Marvel movies at this point. Same. But this is funnier than 99% of Marvel That's movies. That's very true. Uh, for example, I think my favorite scene, the one where I... I think I... I don't know if I cackled, but I laughed really, really hard. And I was one of maybe six people in the theater. Uh, it was the one where it was like, is it just your imagination, or is this haunted room stretching? I fucking died every at that. Fucking yeah. <laughs> every fucking time. Every fucking time, so huh? well that was... They should show that, was... that scene to the guy who made Mandy. It was like, this is what I'm talking about with tight editing. That was so That's good. That dude's that you need only line in, in the movie. It's so good. Or is it stretching? You that don't need to so... see his reaction to every fucking time. <laughs> It's just funny the way that it is. That's you don't need obvious. to mess with it. When it comes to studio movies, you have to grade on a curve with what's funny. But I really enjoyed Sterling K. Brown just clearly being in a different movie than everyone else. He's... I don't know how many movies you've seen him in, but he's that way in, like, every movie. He's and he's... So good. He's like the male Amelia Clark for me. Like, I see him, and I just immediately <laughs> like something less. Like, you know the movie's gonna be garbage if he's in it. <laughs> yeah, by the way, he was also the worst part of Hotel Artemis, so... That is... Oh, well... I can't wait to find out for myself. Get into that one, then. Uh, Boy, these credits are rough. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Now, I'm talking about the cast here for a second. So, I didn't know who the lead actor is. I don't know what movies he's in. He's probably something else. It's not a lot. From, like, he's he is but, the bad uh, guy in Logan, and that's about yeah. it. So, we had a discussion on our Discord today, uh, private invite only, and we were talking about G4... The look on my face when I saw Olivia Munn in this, 
I didn't know she's getting work as an actress. It's, I thought her job was just to look pretty. It owns and, like, that nerds have hated her, her for like a decade because they blame her for tech TV dying like 15 <laughs> years ago. They just put it Who all the on this poor So on those two notes, first of all, I actually really liked the male lead in this movie. I thought he was real good. Like, I was surprised. I thought, yeah, I actually thought he was good too, yeah. And I kind of thought Olivia Munn was good in this too. Same. I, I've got okay, so I've got kind of split opinions on Olivia Munn. I I think the best thing about her is that she doesn't play this like a stereotypical uh, action heroine would in this. Now it is very like I think uh, of all people, Joel was the one to like get mad about this. Like she doesn't act like a scientist; she just picks up a gun. I was like, whoa, in a Predator the movie, fucking the weird. First Predator. First of all, yeah. when she's running with the gun, she clearly has no idea what she's doing and is like stumbling and she stuff. It's like they shoots herself in the foot with <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, that made me laugh. I'm not it's like lie I you. think that's kind of like the point here. It's it's know? the kind of it's kind of the point, but also in the last twenty minutes of the movie, she's just dressed like Lara Croft for no reason. So uh, <laughs> win yeah. some, lose some. Look, I yeah, don't know much about how spoiler. this movie is made. I will bet every dollar I own that entire last act is reshot. Like, oh Jesus yeah, Christ! <laughs> we'll get to that in a bit. But uh, I, you know, I thought that uh, she did a pretty good job. Uh, there, there are little things I didn't like. Uh, it's, it's still kind of weird to look at her in some of the faces that she makes every once in a while because someone mentioned that she did a, that she had like a lot of Botox or something like that, and her face has noticeably changed. But she still looks gorgeous. Yeah, and she's. But the other thing is, they also don't play that up. They, they don't like. There's one guy who hits on her. And she very quickly rebuffs him, and that's it. There's no, like, oh, and we get together at the end. None of that. And there's even a scene where she disrobes, and they, they don't even show anything. They're, like, nothing beneath, like, her collarbone. Thank you for not, like, sexualizing Parker, this is for you. I'm missing the, the The weird helicopter pilot guy that hits on her. Like the the the, the scene, the scene at when they're like leaving, and he's like, "I'll see you later." All I could think of was the fucking like clown guy in the in the underground in Beer Fest doing the "I miss you." <laughs> it's all I could see. I was fucking dying. That character owns because when they first introduce someone, they show you a key from Key and Peele, and they show that guy. And he looks like Key from a Key and Peel sketch with a wig and fake mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and it really <laughs> fucked with me for a good five minutes. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. Uh, it does, yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, let's talk about the loonies, which I, I don't want to call them that. I'm going to call them the crazy people. Uh, I thought it was actually really cool how they're like, oh, in the first movie we had all these like supercilious badass action guys, you know, these huge bulking muscles, and in this movie we literally get a team of crazy people to fight the predator, and I I thought that was uh, kind of cool. I don't know if it was respectful towards it was himself, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it, I thought it was kind of cool. It's like you know, give them some shine. So, I, I uh, actually, the, the only thing I knew about this movie going in, because I avoided all the reviews and stuff, is uh, Bill Simmons had Keegan-Michael Key on his podcast, and they talked about this movie a little bit. And he was like, yeah, this was a design decision, because the first movie, you know, it's made in the 80s, what everything is like, you know, American superiority and machismo, and it's all these big buff dudes in the jungle just doing whatever they want. And if you're going to make a Predator movie in 2018, like, we're all a little bit fucked up and have PSD, PTSD from going around the world blowing things up for the last 30 years... So I, I kind of liked that, What like, knowing that going in, it made me more okay with Tourette's guy and the rest of that crew, huh. but... That's actually, yeah, that's actually a pretty good point. Look, I was sort of upset when they died near the end. So if that says it all, like, I kind of cared about these okay. people you know, who existed yeah. to die. Like, that's a that's, good job. That's a good point. 
Yeah, I did not. There was something see almost Tom tragically beautiful about uh, Tourette's guy and uh, and Key shooting each other to put each other out of their misery. That's was, was like, yeah, you know, their little uh, problems resolved. With all the work that they put into the backstory of these characters, like the fact that there was at least something resembling a payoff was kind of nice. I mean, I still didn't really understand why Theon Greyjoy was in this movie. But other than that, well, like, all the other characters had stuff to do. I spent the entire movie going, this fucking guy, it's not the Pennywise, dude. Who the fuck? <laughs> this guy who killed John Wick's dog. Yep. He got murdered. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not the Pennywise. It's too short to be the Pennywise. I'm watching a lot of Castle Rock, but he's in that a So lot. let's talk about the third act. Oh, boy. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Actually, one one more thing to, before we get to the third act. I thought the CGI alien blood was, like, really bad. Oh, yeah. And it only got yeah, worse. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it so didn't look great. So, the third act. I liked it. So, let's talk about the Game All of right. Games. The third act. There's a lot of really fun action. Uh, that'll be my positive takeaway from the third act. There's a lot of really fun action. There's some good... Uh, shooting and punches and kicks and stuff like that and there's a whole lot of that parker get into the nitty wait i have i have one more note on the second act real quick absolutely okay yeah please. did anybody else think that chad pitbull was gonna maul the autistic kid yes <laughs> a thousand percent <laughs> i was just sitting there like he decides if the autist lives or dies <laughs> the kid just walks around on all fours and by the way that kid murders a dude and thinks nothing of yeah. it <laughs> never comes up again in the movie that he took that man's life <laughs> presumably He's more that was not warrior. an empty house there was a house party going on there is blood on that child's hands and he just goes on the spaceship it's referenced one more time and it's when Sterling K. Brown looks at him and says hey remember when you blew up that house on Halloween Guys, when did the day change? Is it not Halloween anymore? <laughs> he literally says the words, Hey, remember when you blew up that house on Halloween? It's the <laughs> same <laughs> night. <laughs> the biggest problem with the conceit of this movie is that Predator 2 is canon, which means nothing makes sense. Because <laughs> in Predator 2, it's like 1997, and the world is overrun by fucking voodoo gangs and ninjas. <laughs> and then it's 2018, and it's just, hey, it's 2018. <laughs> there were predators here once or twice before. That's fucked up. Like, no, 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 no. You can't include that world. And by the way, how do you waste Jake Busey? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Just the entire time I was watching, it's like, oh, cool. It's the guy with a green violin from Starship Troopers. And then, they, oh, let's kill him off. Like, the fact that he's Gary Busey's son, playing the son of Gary Busey's character from Predator 2, and just disappears after one scene. <laughs> Why bother? What's the point? I mean, I'm sure he appreciated the paycheck, and I appreciated seeing him. But come on, guys. So, wait, he was the what of Gary Busey? He's, his character is the son of Gary Busey's character from Predator 2. Oops. Uh-oh. Ah, you son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> family member. All right. All right, let's go ahead this and... This is garbage. My desire to be right blinded me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be tough. Uh, yeah, we're getting deep in the list. They're supposed to get harder. I don't want you guys just okay, running up the score. Right, that's, that's good. That's good. That's the way it is. Uh, I think I have... Uh, do, I have do I have five or six now? Uh, you are at six. Ooh, that's two that movies. That is, in fact, two movies. Okay. All right. Um, so, hey, how'd back to the third act, and the fact that it was uh, reshot. Parker, expand, please. 
Look, all I know is this movie came out on Thursday. And by Friday, there was already an article in the front of Birth Movies Death that said, The original third act was very different. Like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> the movie hasn't been out for a full day, and there's already a full article. I'm like, yeah, this is fucked. This doesn't make sense at all. Because it just, like, it's so clearly reshot because it looks like complete dog shit. It makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, kind of. The characters look different. Olivia Munn is, like, the biggest one here because she's wearing, like, an outfit that doesn't really, like jive with what she was wearing earlier and not that she looks any sexier or anything because she's still like fully clothed and everything it's, it doesn't like accent her body or anything it's just that she's wearing different clothes they're like oh quick costume just get her in something whatever like to jump around to the very very not the very very and that is separate but when he kills yeah, the ultra predator thing by the way here's our bad guy it's a predator but he's taller who fucking cares <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with a chad predator when you don't like chads when they show him as he's dead covered in blood and they quickly dissolve out of it you're like wait what the fuck and then it's just gone you're like oh they knew huh yeah they knew that looked like a ps3 game because it's fucking terrible all oh, the yeah, green the blood is looks horrendous good. Yeah. Like, there's no way they went through this whole movie and went, and then he jumps on the spaceship. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> then they all jump on the spaceship. Like, by the way, the whole plot of the movie is actually he killed the Predator because the Predator wanted to help us. <laughs> the Predator woke up and murdered everyone in that room with his bare hands. <laughs> but, like, it's just, it's rushed. It looks like dog shit. It's some of the worst editing. Like, fucking Sterling K. Brown blows his head off, and it took me ten minutes to go, that was so Wait, funny. Wait, was that? I didn't realize was he was him? dead until, like, after the movie. I'm like, why didn't we see him at the I end? Just, I don't know. I, I don't know why. I guess I was the only one who saw it. As soon as it happened, I was just like, ah, he blew his head like, off. I was like, Wait, did he just blow his head up already on the next scene? <laughs> like, you have to linger on that. I actually, but, like, you know, I, I wrote down at some point in the second act, like, I really like that this kind of takes place in one day-night cycle and that most of it happens at night, because this movie I guarantee looks so much better at night than during the day. And oh, then you have it turned to day at the end and there's no, like, sunrise shots. There's no there's no profile of the ship flying as the sun's coming up. Like, that could have been an incredible scene, and instead it's just, which, now it's Which, new. by the way, they actually have in Mission Impossible 6. There's a certain consistency to those sorts of movies, because people give a shit in those movies. In this one, I think they were very clearly trying to make it as quickly as possible. Like, this whole third act just screams studio notes, because, like, look, oh, yeah. I don't love every Shane Black movie. You would, I am not a fan of Iron Man 3 whatsoever. That's yeah, but, like, not nice saying much. Is fucking great and like there's a lot of love and care and detail put into that movie and for this just to turn into actually he wants your son so he, why <laughs> oh, does why wouldn't okay. he just fucking rip his spine out like he does everyone else so he just takes the little so boy let's on talk about that. like what the fuck so let's talk about the fact that oh he actually wants your son because he's the next step Look, in evolution. i give shape like a lot of credit but he's better than saying the last name going no 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 not you your autistic son one. So I read on the note that this movie is a throwback. This movie could have come out in the late 80s, early 90s, and I would have been like, oh yeah, it still fits, except it looks a lot better, except for the CGI blood, which somehow looks worse. But that whole, oh, Maqueda, actually your son, not you, that, that sort of twist. By the way, twist, anyone who did that's, uh, yeah. that's, that's such a late 80s, early 90s twist. You know? It's, like, so incredibly obvious. Literally, every one of the movies it says, Matt Kenna's like, yeah, well, okay, we know. Like, because I remember, your kid is 
when uh, I t- when I talked about Predators a couple weeks ago, how Robert Rodriguez wrote that script, like when he was making Desperado, if he told me Shane Black wrote the script while making Lethal Weapon, I'd be like, yeah, probably. <laughs> Checks out. Yeah, 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 I can see that. <laughs> so I, I like I was able to ignore nearly all of the plot holes in this movie because I'm watching a dumb movie about space aliens murdering Same. people. So like yeah, I just I just oh, like kind of hand waved it. it. I liked it. Yeah. But there was one thing that I couldn't get myself past. If the Predator wants to take the kid back to his home planet to infuse everyone's DNA with him, why don't they just let him so all the Predators get brainworms and leave them alone? <laughs> all the kids and all the Predators just start playing Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they built the pyramids, guys. They, they, all they, they make a sequel to just a bunch of Predators wandering around talking about Klanga and Hudad. <laughs> What's he saying? He said he's going to teach them how to floss. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, okay, so instead of their training is to kill an alien in Antarctica, instead their training is to just do a Nuzlocke run. <laughs> Predator standing there with the you know I had to do it to him. Stands. <laughs> like guys, guys, guys! I, I created I created a super weapon to defeat the humans in Minecraft. <laughs> Do predators create the oasis? <laughs> Deepest, Do bluest. My this? dick is like a toadstool. <laughs> Fuck you. We have to. Okay, I, I don't think we mentioned it. We only mentioned it like I think at the top here, uh, maybe twice so far. Let's talk about that penny arcade poster. <laughs> I'm so happy. I was, yes, I was so worried somebody wasn't going to see it. It's so good. <laughs> I saw it in the back, and I nearly did the Rich Evans laugh. He's 12 years old in 2018, and he has a Penny Arcade poster. Oh, man, what if it was a VG Cats poster, though? <laughs> Better movie. Better movie. Oh, my God. God damn. VG Cats. <laughs> He's just oh looking in the God. background, and it's that fucking comic that Pepe the Frog is from. <laughs> hey son, you why do you pull your pants down, down all the way when you pee? <laughs> <laughs> feels good, Dad. <laughs> no, that kid's like five years away from just being obsessed with Akewood and like irony posting about being depressed and autistic. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I'm keeping all this in here. I don't care. Good. <laughs> why would you pull uh, it? <laughs> It's all important okay. to the central... Look, that's a central plot of the movie, is this kid has mega brain worms and can read a predator <laughs> language. So fuck me. You know, I have to admit, I was I was actually a little bit concerned, because uh, when he starts putting all of the chess pieces back on the board, <laughs> real I, I thought what they were going to do, uh, maybe this was the original ending, who knows, I thought that the military was going to use this kid as some sort of like way to come up with a military strategy to take out the predator. <laughs> uh and instead, he gets hired by the federal government to work in a science lab to study the ancient alien technology or something like that. Parker, God. let's talk about this ending. This is a bottom five ending I've ever seen. Like, the goodwill I had towards this movie was almost flushed down the toilet. The movie should have just ended right before they did all this shit. Just, like, just cut. Like, as bad as this movie is, like, script-wise, like... I don't see how it's any worse than the Meg. That movie makes no goddamn sense. I had fun with that. I don't have an explanation for why I gave this a pass and not other shitty movies. I don't know. It just worked for me. But this fucking ending. 
with this garbage-ass fucking Iron Man suit that looks like it was rendered overnight, like they were up all night studying for an exam. Like, oh, fuck, shit. Uh, if we wipe the margins <laughs> out of this paper here, uh, uh, if you control F all the periods and make them bigger, like, just... This had to be, like, a placeholder. They're like, all right, were, were we able to get Arnold back? No? Fuck it, send him out. <laughs> Ship it out. Yeah, I, I, I was expecting was... Arnold at that point for, like, they a split second. Him back. Yeah. And he said no. They did, and he he read the script and said to no. To his I credit, really yes. Why. And then, and also the, the global warming supply was just like what? My my the my brain is... my brain during the scene was literally, is it Arnold? No, it can't be Arnold. Is it the alien? Dude, I was, I leaned <laughs> I, over I and said, alien, if this I is a fucking like xenomorph, I'm gonna lose like, oh, my. The I was gonna be so goddamn mad if it was a xenomorph. God, I was. I can't take well, another one of those. I was I can't. so I, ready for the double Shyamalan, where actually the predator wasn't helping us. We were right the first time, and he was trying to kill us. <laughs> or just fucking Adrian Brody comes. <laughs> in. No, that would have been Adrian Brody wanted to come back apparently. Let him. That movie's so, uh, real good. That movie's real good. Especially after watching this, that movie's real good. Yeah, yeah, there you go. See, so anyway, let's let's talk about the ending. Uh, spoilers for everyone who has a brain the size of a chickpea. Uh, okay. They bring out something that the alien... Wait, hold on, hold on. Left. That's a food, right? Uh-oh. Oops. I do believe that's a food. <laughs> Gosh. Thank you for having my back on long. Yeah. Shit. I, you know what? I should have asked what you had at Alamo. But, uh, you know. <laughs> he said wings before he got that as a word. Yeah, I did. Yeah, there we go. Good luck with this one, buddy. Those were actually really good ones, too. Okay. Uh, anyway, the Predator <laughs> comes out. It's, and they call it the Predator Killer. And oh so what God. it does is it immediately, like, this armband attaches to this random scientist and turns him into, like, a robot predator sort of thing. And you're like, oh, what's going to happen? He's going to kill everyone in the room. And then it falls off the guy. It was like, there's absolutely no payoff. And the guy's like, I want to wear that. And then it just goes to credits. Okay, here's Lights the Lights turn on and they start shooting you out of the theater. So he brings back this giant Iron Man suit. That's the only way to kill a predator. Fucking Danny Glover killed a predator. So what is the point of this? I don't understand. Lawrence Fishburne pretended to be one. He lived there for ten years, just hanging out and eating something. Do you guys do you guys think Lawrence Fishburne learned the predator language? Does he have autism? It's Asperger's, and I don't know. Um, Does Asperger's count as a food? I should have retroactively counted. <laughs> Legitimately, their joke about what are you gonna do? Wash your hands five hundred times? That was, that was really <laughs> funny. <laughs> I laughed so hard. At that. I forgot I about it. I laughed more at this movie than I would care to admit. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I laughed more at the bullying jokes. I, hey, don't make a joke. His son's retarded. And I, was like, that, <laughs> I felt bad in the moment, but the body said yes. Yeah. You should laugh at this. Unfortunately, the biggest laugh in the theater for me was one I didn't laugh at all at, which is uh, "fuck me in the face with an art fart," yeah. which I was like, yeah, yeah that was the same for me. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, Aardvark, that's, uh, that's epic and random. So, uh, was that a sequel tease at the end? And by the way, if it is, who wants to see that sequel? Hey, you know what my favorite part of Predator is? When this alien comes to Earth and just has all these poor humans closed off and outmatched, and they have to fight to survive. Or you can just have a suit that can kill hundreds of them. Cool. See you there. If there is a sequel, I promise it's going to have nothing to do with that suit. Oh yeah, like the suit will just get nuked five minutes into the movie. Well, now what do we do? 
It'll be another eight years before we see a fucking Predator movie. Uh, knowing this, McKenna will swallow the suit somehow. And then he just poops it out <laughs> yeah. at the end. It's just like, oh, I decided to poop it. They, they try to go. Planet of the Apes and actually humans become the new Predators, and you don't find out till the end of the <laughs> oh, next yeah. movie. Yeah. Like, Good one. I enjoy all these movies to a varying degree, but we can agree there should have never been a sequel, right? Like, Predator is right. one and done. There's not much more to be done with that concept. Just let it go. I mean, we don't have control over that sort of thing, but we ended up with Predators, so, you know. I mean, like, it's fine and all, but, like, Predators just so it, good, and the more you dive yeah. in, the less interesting it yeah, is. Yeah, but I don't think... That's half the problem with Alien yeah. versus Predator. You don't know anything about Predators, so it's like, all right, well, here's 45 minutes of talking about pyramids. I don't, I don't <laughs> feel like it takes anything away to have these sequels, so, like, sure, whatever. I, like, I'm not retroactively ruining my Predator experience. By... I just hate knowing that I don't have the self-control to not see them. This is the real problem. I'm mad at myself. That's fair. Okay. Let's uh let's move on to the game of games. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Three thirty in the fucking <laughs> Okay, so Alex, a recap. Alright, so after two weeks, um, our time pools, thanks predominantly to Sam Darnold Roulette, uh, equalizing <laughs> things at the end. Uh, Chris's pool is at four hours. Parker's pool is at three hours and 40 minutes. Uh, we decided to change things up a slight bit this week, so they've already gotten their new lifelines for the week, and they're usable. Just, you know, with the the scout's honor that they're going to flip over another space for them, because it's only fair. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'd like to uh, utilize a lifeline in advance. Hey, what do you got, buddy? This is called... I, I don't really have a reason for not using it. This is called The Loaf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it says your, your opponent permanently has a Jacksonville Jaguars. That is correct. Oh, good. So every single week. <laughs> you you waited until Leonard Fournette was out, didn't you? <laughs> Pretty cool move of you. Yeah. I would like to use my trap card and just automatically add two hours to him. <laughs> <laughs> Suck a dick, idiot. Shit, that's a lot. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Right. And while we're here, how about we just use that pot of greed and draw two risk cards, please? <laughs> Say no more, fam. <laughs> Wait, what was the name the of the card again? Pot of Greed allows you to... <laughs> when you play Pot of Greed from your hand, it allows you to draw two cards from your deck. It's a Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> Let's... <laughs> I did, I, all right, I didn't play Yu-Gi-Oh! So, all right, there we go. Um, You'll be familiar with it soon enough, buddy. <laughs> I'd like to trade in uh, three of my cards to assign Parker a movie. Can I do you that? You can. Please? I've got a movie right here. Parker. Oh, good. Uh, Parker, you love horror movies, fine. right? Oh, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Sometimes. Alex, you're assigning the yes, movie? Yes, with, oh, with yeah. the risk cards, I assign the movie. Oh, I had Ti time, okay, pool, time pool is all you guys. The risk card is the only thing okay. that I do. All right, okay. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. Okay. Go ahead, give him a movie. Okay. <laughs> Parker, you love horror movies, right? Uh, sure. You like, uh, you know, yeah, like, like haunted house movies, Ouija board movies, you know, that God kind of stuff. It. God damn it. Well, there's a movie that came out this year that combines the two oh, called Ouija House, starring Tara uh, Reid and Misha Barton. I hope you die. <laughs> Yo, that was a great GameCube game, though. The tagline on the poster for this movie is The House Always Wins. God. Fucking. How appropriate. Damn it. 
All right. Well, so there is so so Parker Hughes. Yeah, hey, I'd like to go ahead and cash in my three since <laughs> we're sitting here just hanging out. All right, go ahead. Chris, the Patriots got into deep water last week. You know who else was in deep water once? Mark Wahlberg, when his oil rig blew up. You're gonna watch Deep Water Horizon. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I just typed in my suicide note here. Okay. <laughs> All right. I hope I can find that somewhere. I don't want to spend money. Can I trade in three more? Give them another movie. Do it. Do it, coward. <laughs> <laughs> We're losing our patience with That's each fine. other. That's fine. Give him another one. That's cool. Give him another. People one. don't forget about the Josh Gordon bet, buddy. That's fine. <laughs> play this game. Yeah, that, that is, thank you for reminding me. I will. It's a very strong play from Chris. You know what else was strong? Fuck. The horse soldiers. All Damn twelve it. of them. <laughs> He's gonna end up loving that. Oh, of course I am. <laughs> Cool. All right, so Parker still has three cards. And Chris has used all six of his. Hold on to him. <laughs> all right. It's a clever move. I respect it. <laughs> I'll give you like an extra week just to really dig through your backlog and find something painful. <laughs> well, you're going to assign me one anyway. Uh, now we might as well get it out of the way. I'm a very foolish man. <laughs> I, I make ill-advised bets on uh, Twitter. And I'd like to give a shout-out to our most famous listener, uh, William Stephen Patrick Belichick. Uh, thank you for listening in. Uh, big fan of your work. Uh, learn how to defend a crossing route, maybe. And uh, thank you for signing Josh Gordon after I specifically bet a movie that the Patriots would not sign him. So, cool. Parker, do you want to give me that Josh Gordon bet right now, or...? You know what? Let me sit on it for a bit. We'll see how this game okay. goes. Because I haven't decided if I okay. want to be nice about it or not. Because there's some okay. things I actually want you to watch, and then some things I want you to watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, we'll see. I don't know that I do, but... Oh, okay. you will. <laughs> Alright. Um, let's, uh... The loaf. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty great. I'm pretty happy about it. He could have used it last Jags. week, not that it would have mattered, but he had it already. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. All right, um, let's let's begin the game of games. All right. Just write down Jaguars there. Yeah, right. just just put that in permanent marker, buddy. Cancel that. Yeah, one. you might as well. Okay. Uh, I he's busy now, so you'll go uh, first, Alex. I'll okay. go first. I will go with hot dads for five hundred. Hot dads for five hundred. Pirate teams. You get the Raiders <laughs> and the Bucks. All right, the two really good teams. Huh? That's good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I would love to use my dragon radar right dragon now. Dragon radar. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. All right. Um, breakable bones, two hundred. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. Give it to me. Oh shit! I forgot I put this here. It's a free space, buddy. And you get your dragon ball. <gasps> Yay! What? Oh. <laughs> huh. All right. I'm sure I won't pay for that in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, there's no car right. involved in this game whatsoever. It's fine. I'm fine. All right, uh, I'll take. I hate John Elway for five hundred. I hate John Elway for five hundred. My Bills and also my Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! 
All right. I would like to utilize the lifeline okay. right now. Oh, this is a tricky one. Now, uh, Parker, if I could read the entirety of this lifeline for you. Oh, you got you that one. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so this is the level 100 Charizard. <laughs> it is a permanent. <laughs> I, I can choose one of the following. Destroy two of your own teams this week. Make your opponent flip over another space. Or double your opponent's multiplier on a space. Now, Charizard has a 50% chance to ignore orders and fly to your opponent. Now, I'm, I'm terrified of having to sit with the Bills and Redskins, so I would like to destroy two of them. Great. I'm uh, going to flip this coin. Would you like odds or evens? Uh, odds. You're good. You, yes. Okay. Okay. Can, I, can I use it again this game? It's going to be once per week, unless it changes hands. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we get rid of the Bills and the Redskins. Got it. Great. Wonderful. <laughs> okay. So I can I can erase Bills and Redskins. You can erase Bills and Redskins from your list. There we go. Got okay, Parker, show. your turn to pick over. Uh, like famous anuses for five hundred. Famous anuses five hundred. The go-to. Every team with a tie. Oh. <laughs> Cool. Browns, Steelers, Vikings, Packers. Okay. <laughs> All right, my last one. I'll go with uh, Breakable Bones for 300. Breakable Bones, 300. Cowboys and Indians. So you get the Cowboys and the Chiefs. Oh, I thought you were going to say oh. Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> That's good. Um, good. Okay. Uh, he needs the Chiefs. Yeah. Let's see. You know, let's stay with famous anuses. Let's go 400. Famous anuses, 400. <laughs> oh, God. Welcome, yes. ladies and gents, to the Josh McCown draft. God! Now, how this is going to work is I've got the list of the ten teams that Josh McCown has suited up for in I'm the sorry, NFL. What? And you guys are going to take turns Pardon? drafting them for your opponent. Oh my god. I'm going to go ahead and link you guys this list right now. Thank oh you. It's, it's, I'm living my nightmare. One, two, three, four. Oh, oh okay. God. So Chris, oh, who picks first? Chris gets the first picked because you flipped it over. What the tits? You flipped it over, buddy. God damn it! And I, I get to give the, them a team. Your first pick is one it. of those teams. Yes. Just say it. Okay, so uh, Parker, you you get to have the Detroit Lions. Right. Cool. You get the Cardinals. Lions. All right. Uh, you get to have the. I've had the Lions so much, and it's not worked out for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working. Yeah. Okay. You get to get have. You can have the Browns. The Browns. Okay. Oh, good. A multiplier. <laughs> you shouldn't have. <laughs> Browns X2. Yep. Oh, man. You know what? Let me take a look down here. Oh, goody, goody, goody. I don't like any of them. <laughs> I think you'd like a Raiders times two. Raiders times two. Got it. I think you'd like to double down on that one. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Okay, uh, I think you want the 49ers. 49ers. I think you want the Dolphins. Oh, the team that's 2-0, leading the toughest division in football? Yes, I do. Um, that means that you get to have the Jets. <laughs> oh, good. That's... I've already lost track of who's uh, You've got Panthers, Bears, Buccaneers you left. Got, uh, Panthers and... Yeah. 
You know what? Let's just let's do bucks. Let's just times two it up. The double pirates. Fine <laughs> by me. Fitz magic will lead me to victory. Yeah. What does that ever not paint out for a team? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you get the Panthers. Great. Does that leave you with? That leaves him with the Bears. Yeah. That's yeah. so many teams. Yeah. yeah. A decent amount of teams. Uh, I don't feel great about this. All right, yeah. uh, time to flip over the so, uh, the lifeline spaces. I would I would like a lifeline yes. space. Yes, you, you already used uh, it. You I don't have a choice, the... buddy. <laughs> you just assume. No, 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 no. I would like to flip yeah, over. That's the space what I mean. For the lifeline. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, I... you pick one. Oh, no, you can pick one. Is what I'm saying. Oh. I'm saying oh, you're okay, stuck okay. with the space. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll go with Chris is gay for 100. Chris is gay for 100. <laughs> Found a Dragon Ball, buddy. Nice. Yes. You got job, your buddy. Super Bowl champion Eagles and your Super Bowl champion Lions. <laughs> what? How come I get to... I want to use this uh, Charizard again. <laughs> <laughs> with the Lions on every space about Super Bowl <laughs> Is Breakable Bones for 500 there? Breakable Bones 500 is there. Oh, goody. Well, well, it's the big show. Oh, buddy. You're playing big trivia. I love trivia. I'm a big fan of trivia. All right, 15 seconds on the clock. Okay. Who is the biggest team in the NFL? Excuse me? 10 seconds, buddy. Is it, does that mean, like, they weigh the most? I don't understand. Five seconds, buddy. <laughs> Big Ben Steelers? Ooh, we, we were looking for the New York Giants. What's bigger than a giant, buddy? I'll tell you one thing that's bigger than a giant. It's the big multiplier that comes with this space. You. <laughs> Giants, <laughs> X5, put it on the board. I'm sorry, time's five. Times five. You seem to be breaking up if you see time soon. Because <laughs> there's no way you just gave me time, time five. It's a real big uh, multiplier, buddy. Like, boost big Alex's audio. <laughs> Boy, it's like there were some big consequences to this lifeline. <laughs> cool. Well, look on the bright side, uh, Parker. The most you could possibly get is an hour and 40 minutes, and that lifeline gave Chris two hours, so... When I put it like that, <laughs> this is a dire lineup. <laughs> All right, now that that is indeed quite dire. Oh but you know, no, uh, stop Alex, it. Question, Go ahead. Go question. Ahead. This is not a lifeline. Okay. Question: Can I assign? Can I start assigning content? Yeah, right sure. You, you're, you're. I already have too much. Your, oh. your pool hey, is two yeah. movies. Boy, that's a fucking shame. Oh. See, I was at the gym. And, of course you were. Uh, there was this uh, fashion magazine poster or something like that. And you know who was on the cover? Cara Delevingne, the sorceress from uh, Suicide Squad. So I get to thinking, boy, was she in anything else? God damn it. Parker, you're going to have to tell me. How was she in Valerians? You cocksucker. <laughs> I think there are really a thousand planets. 
I bet I found out. <laughs> All right, so this is this a thousand is, teams on this big multiple. This is a two hour. This is a two hour seventeen minute runtime. So that's gonna take two. Oh my god! Is it is it gonna take two hours or two twenty out of the pool? Like what have we decided? On? That's two twenty. That's okay. two twenty. Yeah. God. Blessed. Fuck. Whatever. You know what? Fuck you. I was gonna give you a real movie, but I want you to watch Gods of Egypt now. I hope you fucking die. <laughs> I was gonna have you watch Hell House because I was excited to talk about the sequel next week. But no, you can watch fucking Gerard Butler and Gods of Egypt. He sacked. Um, let's, let me check the runtime on this. Gods of Egypt. Oh, buddy, that's from the Josh Gordon bet. Oh, okay. <laughs> you say you're, you're yeah, stockpiling your time. That's fine. I, I respect I, uh, that. It's gonna watch a nice horror movie with my friend Chris, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, dude. It's gonna be so busy. The meanest thing you've ever done. <laughs> That's my weekend. God fucking damn <laughs> A fucking Ouija movie with Tara Reed, four soldiers, and Valeria. And with a big multiplier to beat. <laughs> so to recap, for thanks for joining us. See you never. I'm gonna Vontae Davis. <laughs> So to re- to, re- to recap to recap for the listeners, uh, Chris's yeah. teams this week: Raiders times two, Bucks times two, Cowboys, Chiefs, Cardinals, Dolphins, Bears, Eagles, and Lions. <laughs> Parker's team Parker's lies. teams this week: uh, the Jaguars forever, this week and every week. <laughs> Browns times two, Steelers, oh. Vikings, Packers, Lions, 49ers, Jets. Panthers, Giants times five. <laughs> this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And that says a lot. <laughs> this, is, this is my rock bottom. <laughs> hey, King, what are we doing next week? Now, Parker, you have to understand how lucky you are. Yeah? Now, yeah. Let's think back to... Feel yeah, lucky. Let's think, let's what are y'all going to watch back... after you divvy up my possessions? <laughs> fucking ghouls. <laughs> Now, uh, the, the thing about that Charizard card is, oh unfortunately, God. I can only use it once a week. Great, yeah. But I could have done it after <laughs> he could have, that he big could have doubled your giant yeah, multiplier. I could have doubled that and made it a ten times multiplier. <laughs> 200 minutes of content. Reroll, coward. I'm not scared of you. Fucking do it. <laughs> this is the week they put it together. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to do it because there's a 50% chance they'll fly to <laughs> Exactly. <you. laughs> No, Sorry, you don't have enough badges. What's up with Reaper? Just wanting to to like duck out of a movie bed. What a child! <laughs> He's not brave enough to watch a Ouija. House. A Ouija house. <laughs> <laughs> I. I'm assuming you already know where I can find it because you're that kind of person. Uh, yeah, it's it's <laughs> on IP Torrents. I got you if you don't have it. No, I got All it. Right. Everything's great. <laughs> I'm sure it won't be unwatchable. <laughs> but what if the house oh, was the Ouija board? The house always wins. Huh? <laughs> always bet on black, brother. It's week three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy God. about the Josh McCown draft. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fair space. You both got equal content out of it. I yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I ended goes. up with a fucking. Uh, well, I ended up with the Lions anyway, but <laughs> the Super Bowl Lions. At least I didn't get the Bills. Yeah. 
That's all I gotta say to that. No one circles the wagons like my Buffalo Bills. Oh, good news. Gods of Egypt is under two hours. It felt longer. It says 207 it on long. IMDb, but... It felt like an eternity. It, it says it says 100 minutes I'll right take now. your word for it, buddy. Oh, it is 200. Oh, I hate to see that. <laughs> City of a Thousand Planets. That is... That's a special kind of meme for me. Okay, it's going to be like that then. That's fine. <laughs> I'm glad I held off Dude, my do you, do you have any idea of what else is on this list? Oh, I'm you, sh- you don't know what I'm capable of. He's going to find out, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, Valerian's is a nice one. I'm sure with my big multiple. <laughs> oh, man. Can you do me a favor and take the EA Sports big logo and place it there? <laughs> okay. Okay. Wait, what are we doing next week for reals? Cradle to the grave. Okay.
You gotta wash your ass if you must. You gotta wash your hair if you must. You gotta wash your teeth if you must, or else you'll be funky. Wash your teeth if you must, or else to be funky. Yeah.